We are outdoor ladies who hunt, fish, camp, and more, all while working in conservation. I am Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. And I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I am Tana Wagner with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks. And we want to see you outdoors. Hey, She Goes Outdoors family. Welcome back to the She Goes Outdoors podcast universe. We are so excited to join you. I'm Tana. We've got Rachel on the mic as well. And uh, Rachel, how are you feeling coming off the heels of BOW in Iowa? Oh man, sleep deprived, but smiling. Um, it's it's like this. It's like that high at the end of an adventure. Um, it doesn't matter where you go. You're so excited that you did it and enjoyed it, um, but you've forgotten what it's like to you know the equivalent of having a brand new baby where you just don't sleep and you're go 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 but um we've met so many amazing women um got to hear their stories and their adventures and um you know things that they're looking to learn or struggling with and and to see the smiles and waves and excitement that we're leaving on Sunday it was just um it's my refresh. Uh, I, I think we always get kind of bogged down. Oh, we got to do another thing. Got to do another thing. And sometimes we forget why and how exciting it is to do those things. And um, we we had this one woman, I have to share this story. Um, we had this one woman who who spent the weekend doing a lot of different fishing related things. And, I, you know, I was like, what's your drive? Why fishing? And she's like, my little boy is like Mr. Fisherman. He wants to do it. And I want to be there to be able to help him. And she's, and, and so she was all excited. And um, he actually came with her husband to pick her up. And he, he saw our ladies fishing on the way in and he started crying because he wanted out of the car right now to go fish. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he sounds like a gem. So she's like, is there anything you can do to help me? So we went and we dug and we had um, some fish left over that we would, were learning, practicing filleting on. So we wrapped him up, put it on ice and she took it to the car and he was like so excited because now he had a fish for when they got home. And that afternoon, she actually sent a picture of him smiling, holding his own fish at their local pond um, because she took him out fishing by himself with just the two of them because of the things that she learned at Bo. So it was like, oh my goodness, this is what it's all about. It makes me so happy. Um, and it was just fun to connect with our bow ladies. We had a couple different She Goes Outdoor ladies there. It was just, yeah, no sleep, running on nothing but coffee right now. So hence the uh, adrenaline in my voice. But um, exciting, exciting. So what's going on in in uh, Kansas. Uh, we're um, just a little bit behind you all on that front. So I've got like that night before Christmas feeling because our BOW event kicks off this weekend. So I'm leaving in the morning to get out there and get set up. Um, we are so excited. Just the anticipation about the event and also the anxiety. It's kind of like hosting the family at your house for Christmas. It's like, oh, is everything put together? Does everybody have a place to stay? Did we remember to buy the ham? I mean, <laughs> all the things. So um, we're really excited and looking forward to that. Hoping to see some members of the She Goes Outdoors family at the Kansas BOW. If so, um, be sure to give us a shout. Say hello if you're there um, from the She Goes Outdoors fam. I love to see those two families kind of colliding and coming together. That's awesome. But uh, Rachel, we could talk about our stuff all day, but we have a wonderful guest joining us that I know you're excited to welcome. I am. 
we are so excited to have Catherine on the mic with us today. Um, Catherine comes from Arizona and Catherine, will you give, uh, take a minute and just introduce yourself a little bit about your background um, and, and then we'll kind of dive into why we have you on today. Good morning. Um, my name is Catherine Thompson. I'm the office manager for the Arizona Game and Fish Department. I work in a regional office in Yuma, Arizona, and I love my job. It's, it's pretty exciting working for the department. We get all kinds of weird stuff. Mostly we get like a lot of animal calls and people bring animals into our office. Um, we've had um, owls flying through our office at our office. We've had Gila monsters that have escaped, escaped and they're running around for like three days. We are, have no idea where they're at. Um, we've had baby deer, baby bobcat. Um, so it's been pretty fun, but even on our day-to-day -day basis, we deal with customers all day long and, uh, we really enjoy our customer base. So, um, it's, a, it's a great job. And for our listeners that are maybe landlocked in the Midwest, Yuma is as far southwest in the United States as you literally can go. You are, at least looking on the map, Yuma is surrounded on both the west side and the south side by Mexico, correct? Correct. Yeah, so... I can't imagine coming to work and having a, a guest or a customer come in with an owl <laughs> and have mm -hmm. it run through the office. <laughs> or a Gila monster. Yeah. Hello. These are all yeah. things that Tana and I dream of and, and <laughs> or read in books, you know, like, does that it's, exactly exist? It's pretty exciting around here sometimes. And so, Catherine, you work with Arizona Game and Fish. How did you get, how did you get started with the department? Um, so gosh, I've been with the department for 19 years. And um, prior to this, I was in retail. And I was dating somebody who was an avid hunter. And he would take me out and take me camping and, and just introduce me to the outdoors. And I was loving everything about it. So when a position came open for the agency, um, I jumped on it. And um, I was lucky enough to get hired. And um, this has been my life ever since. So mm. it's been great. It's awesome. Uh, Tana knows as, that I just love hearing. I love hearing the different backgrounds that all of our guests bring. Um, there is no like one size fits all. Oh, I did this and then this and then this. The traditional way to get into natural resources. Everyone comes to the the different departments in such a different way. It's, it's really exciting. Um, okay. So in Yuma, what is your favorite outdoor activity to, to do? Um, we have the Kofa National Wildlife Refuge. And um, in the wintertime, because it's way too hot in the summertime, but in the wintertime, um, we get my husband's either his side-by-side -side or his Jeep. And we explore the Kofa Refuge all day long and look for wildlife and hike and just spend the day there. And it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely gorgeous. That sounds like a dream. It is. It's, it's really wonderful there. We don't spend a lot of our time in Yuma recreating. We go all over the state of Arizona because Arizona is a fabulous state. It is. I'm itching to get back. I was bummed to miss it. Um, speaking of missing it, so I got COVID back um, in, I think, January, which was when the Western Association of Fish and Wildlife Conference was held. 
And I was really, really sad to miss that because, Catherine, I missed your presentation there as well. But I heard that you presented a program that is very near and dear to you. Would you please share with me for the first time and um, share with our family with She Goes Outdoors about your women's program? How did it get started and how has it evolved? So this, this program is near and dear to my heart. My daughter and I started a program for women. We were at a sportsman's warehouse um, women's event. It was at night. It was a great event. And women, I had a, a table, a booth there for Game and Fish. And she had a table set up for the Yuma Valley Rod and Gun Club. And women just kept coming to us saying, oh, I really want to learn how to hunt, but I don't know where to go. Well, there wasn't anywhere for them to go. So my daughter and I put our heads together after that night. And we created a plan. So I went to my boss and I, because I had to have his permission, I had to have his blessing so that I could do this while I worked and he gave it to me. So we went to uh, a couple of different businesses in Yuma um, to get their blessing as well and support and um, we got it. So we started a, my daughter did not want to do just a one-time weekend um, learn to hunt event. She wanted to instill whatever we were teaching them over a period of time. So we came up with a five-month learn to hunt series. And um, so we start, our goal is a, because we live in Yuma, Arizona, it's a dove hunting capital of the, of the U.S. Um, we start in May and end up in September for our hunt. Um, so we start with a trap shoot and uh, a trap shoot is a great opener for women who have never shot guns or um, done any kind of, um, well, anything with guns and outdoors and shooting. It's a great, great trap shooting is so much fun. So um, we get their attention with that. We we are this year's our first year we're going to do a um an archery workshop for our next event and then we're moving on to an indoor um it's called first shots and we do it through one of our local indoor shooting ranges who donates this class to our women and and we take 20 women at a time to do this so um it's we do the first shots class and it's a gun safety gun handling class. It's, it's a great class. They get to go on the range and shoot 22. So it's a lot of fun for them. Then we do a, in August, we do a shotgun overview where we bring them in and we use dummy rounds and they get to load, unload and just learn the workings of the shotgun. I have one of my game wardens there who does all this. And um, we talk about what's going to happen at our dove hunt going into September. And um, it's pretty fun. We provide um, dinners at almost all of our events, all the drinks and dinners. And um, <clears throat> sometimes we give out um, some prizes to the women, like whoever shoots the most, most clays or whoever gets the most... Um, arrows into the bullseye you know whatever it is we're doing we give them a little parting gift and then <clears throat> we go on to our dove hunt our dove hunt is on private farm property um we have one farmer who has uh let us come on to his property every year since 2019 he's amazing and um so there's nobody else out there but us so you have 20 women lined up on this field and they, each woman has a mentor. Game and Fish provides the ammo, 
the eyes, the ears, and all the shotguns for these ladies. And then we have volunteers out there um, bringing them ammo and water. And we provide them with dove hunting vests. And um, it's a great day for them. So we start really early in the morning. And then we're done shooting about nine o'clock because it's blazing hot out there. So then we go on to a breakfast. We have a breakfast catered for them. And then we give away a shotgun and a bunch of door prizes and just teach them how to clean their dove, talk to them about conservation and, and what their what their dollars means to game and fish and wildlife conservation in Arizona. So it's a really good program. Yeah, it absolutely sounds like it. I love all the care and detail you took with all of the different <clears throat> pathways as far as covering safety, covering regulations, um, making sure that people understand how hunters and anglers um, contribute to conservation as well. And the public land versus private land aspect, really, you thought of it all, Catherine. We tried. Um, we try to fit it all in. Like We're doing this in the evenings on weeknights so as not to interfere in their weekends, except for the dove hunt. Because they're all working women. A lot of them have kids. Some of them are older. Some of them are younger. They come in all different ages and colors. So we try to accommodate everybody and just make it easy for them. Because we are meeting once a month. Five months is kind of a long commitment, but totally worth it. Um, we are fortunate enough to fortunate enough to partner with um, Arizona Outdoor Women. Uh, Kathy Green does a women's javelina hunt in February. So our women from um, our women from the, we call our program the Yuma Desert Doves. Um, so the women from the Yuma Desert Doves that want to go on to the javelina hunt, it's a ham hunt. Um, we take them to that as well, and we we provide the mentors and we help sponsor the program with Kathy Green to make it doable for everybody. So it's. It's really great. That Havelina hunt is the best. Ugh, I love to see the collaboration between groups as well. And I have to say, I'm probably a little bit biased, but I think our women's outdoor groups are so good about that, about working together to give participants the best experience possible. And like you said, get as many women outdoors as possible and make sure we're working with different schedules, providing them next step opportunities. I love the collaboration there, Catherine. That's really cool to see. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. The Yuma Desert Doves, like that is the coolest name I've heard. I, I, it just rolls off your tongue. It, it's so cool. I want a Yuma Desert Doves t-shirt, honestly. <laughs> I do too. Like in a parallel universe that's on the back of my leather motorcycle jacket is like Desert Dove. How cool is that? <laughs> well, I'll order you t-shirts when we do our order this year. Yeah. Uh, the girls, the women get t-shirts every year, each group of Yuma Desert Doves as they go through the program. That's one of the things we always buy is t-shirts for our, our hunting day. So it's really cool. Oh, how but fun. To echo Tana though, it is, it's exciting to hear that, you know, this is a program that you guys kind of created and came up with and to see that you recognize like this can't be a one-time thing. This is, this is a lifestyle. These are skills that build upon each other. This is, you know, it's it's more than just a three hour thing that it it's a growing um, progressive thing and that you've recognized that and brought in different partners to help address 
different things, you know, whether it's laws or um, just talking about shotguns or archery, you know, you're bringing in folks that can help give that program or, or that topic. It's, it's really cool to see. And then to hear that you're then passing them off to the next group so that they're growing in their hunting journey. They're growing in their conservation journey. It's, it's, um, it, it's awesome. And, and it's fun to hear that um, not only is Arizona Game of Fish supporting this, but other entities around the community are supporting it, like the Rod and Gun Club and and other folks, um, other partners are coming on saying, yeah, this is something that we want in our community. It, it's cool to hear. We have so much support. We we have the Yuma Trap and Skeet Club. We have um, Sprague Sports. We have Sportsman's Warehouse. We have um, Yuma Valley Rod and Gun Club. And then, so as you know, you're right. We need to keep these women outdoors. We need to keep them engaged. So after they go through the Desert Dove program, there really isn't anything else. So I felt like we needed more. So um we had a landowner's relation person working here in our office. So I, she works for Pheasants Forever and Game and Fish. So I got with her and um, she introduced me to the uh, Pheasants Forever regional rep. And his name is David Gutierrez. And David came and visited with me and he helped me open a chapter of Women on the Wing, Pheasants Forever here in Yuma. So um, we call it... The Yuma Desert Doves, Women on the Wing, Pheasants Forever, <laughs> which is a really long name. Um, but our membership is growing and the chapter is doing really well. This Jan this last January, we did our first um, waterfowl hunt partnering with Ducks Unlimited. And um, we brought in the National Wild Turkey Federation to do a turkey calling class with us. And um, it's been it's been great. I love partnering with all these other NGOs. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, it's motivating. We're meeting a lot of new people and uh, building a lot of relationships. So it's great. What it's all about, you know, Catherine. I'm curious. Um, you've clearly built such an amazing program that I'm sure your participants are just in love with. When you have a program that wonderful. You tend to have people that want to come back again and again and again. How do you tend to handle that? Do you allow people to continue to come back and go through that core dove class um, again? Or do you encourage them to follow those pathways that you're helping create with these, like with the Pheasants Forever chapter and things like that? So that's a really good question. Um, I was really stuck on not wanting them to come back into this program and making room for new people. Um, but David Gutierrez talked to me and he's like, if they're not comfortable going out on their own yet, then you probably should let them back in. And so I listened to him and and I have let him, some of them back in, not, but a lot of them don't ask. A few of them do. And that's what I say. If you're not comfortable figuring out where to go hunt by yourself and to go out there and hunt by yourself, then let's do it again. Um, because we do want to get them to be able to take their own kids out or go out with their husbands or, you know, somebody who's never hunted, maybe partner with one of the other women that they've met through the program and go out there on their own. So if they need to do it again, then yes, we let them back in. I like that approach. Thanks for filling us in there. We uh, deal with some similar things with BOW sometimes. So it's always good to, to put our heads together on that one. 
You know, we have a lot of women here in Yuma who do the BOW here in Arizona and they, some of them go to like every single class they can go to every, every weekend opportunity they can. Um, I personally haven't been to a BOW camp yet, but they speak so highly of it. Good. Well, <laughs> Catherine, we'd love to have you at the Kansas Bow. If you're ever out in the area, we'll trade you. If you want to give us a t-shirt, we'll give you a spot in Bow. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so, Catherine, as you've surrounded yourself with all these women that are, you know, in some sort of um, spot on their learning journey, has there any has there been that aha moment or have you have any interesting discoveries that you've you've had along the way um so i've made a lot of friends by doing this like a lot of the a lot of us women tend to stick together you know from all the different groups we still some of from my very first 2019 group still come and either help i use them as mentors now or they just come and attend other um, and participate in other things. Because we, we do a lot of workshops. Um, we just did a learn to shoot workshop for women partnering with the 4-H shooting sports people here in, in Yuma. And the women just love doing that. So I, maybe I'm not, I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly or not. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just, it, sometimes we get stuck on labels of like, you know, well, I'm in this conservation or this nonprofit or this, but at the end of the day, we're all just people that are, are on some sort of a journey. And yeah, you answered it wonderfully. It wasn't, it wasn't a interview question by any means. It, yeah. It's just, you know, I think Tana and I have both been in this world long enough that, you know, no different than my, uh, my story from this weekend about my, my lady that, you know, got more comfortable fishing. You see it every day with just smiles and hugs. And it, I think from an outsider, especially some of my male counterparts, they're like, there's lots of hugs at the end of all of your programming. I'm like, yes, that's like, that's like a sign of a good event, right? It's like smiles, some tears and a whole lot of hugs. And that's I'm sure you see true. that. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely true. The women are so grateful for, for somebody out there showing them what's out there for them. And um, I made a lot of, built a lot of relationships. I love that. I love like at the dove hunt, when they shoot, well, even if they're just shooting, they're, when they get to pull that trigger, um, that's exciting for them. But when they harvest their first dove, oh my gosh, the excitement on their faces. And um, it's it's worth all the hours I put into it um, and all the sometimes headaches, as you know, it's not, it's not easy doing it a lot of the times because you have to go out there and fundraise and um, it's it's not about the nonprofit for me. It's it's about the women and seeing the excitement in their faces and how grateful they are for having the opportunity to do something that they might not have done without people like us in doing what we do out there. And Catherine, I think you may have alluded to it earlier, but just to clarify, um, from the technical aspect, how are um are participants paying for their spot in the event paying for their licenses and any associated permits or is that all sponsored and covered through the program so 
um, the first couple of years, they did not pay. They paid for their licenses and their bird stamps. They did not pay to participate. Well, I had a lot of women signing up and not showing up. So once we opened up Pheasants, for our chapter, we started charging a $25 sign-up fee. They still sometimes don't show up, but, um, you know, it helps us in what we're doing. It helps pay for some of those dinners that we provide or the water and Gatorades we provide. Um, so, yeah, we do charge a $25 fee now to sign up. But they... It, they get a lot out of the program. I mean, they get a lot with the program. So that fee is, is really small in comparison to what they're receiving with everything we put into it, in my opinion. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know we've dealt with some of the same things. Um, and I'm curious, too, what's been the biggest lesson learned for you as far as venturing into this women's programming? Has there been like one thing that you're like, oh, we definitely need more clothing lines that cater to women in the outdoors or we definitely need this? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know because I feel like, well, I feel like every time we do this, it's a new experience. But I kind of, I don't, gosh, I hate to say this, but I feel like we we've hit on everything that we feel we need to. I'm lucky that I work for this department and that I live in Yuma. Yuma is a really big farming town. So our farmers are um, big on supporting outdoor recreation, um, conservation. So we get a lot of financial support from them. And then the landowner um, relationships helps as well. With women, one thing I've learned is, well, and I've known it because I'm a woman and I have a lot of questions about everything. You know, women, women tend to want to know everything where a guy can be like, hey, let's go hunting this weekend. Well, I've never hunted. Okay, bring your gun and your sleeping bag. But women are like, oh, wait a minute. I need this, 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 and this. How do I do this? What does that mean? And there's so many questions and, and we just overthink everything. So sometimes, you know, I try to answer all those questions while we're doing all the training, but there's still, there's still always a lot of questions and um, unknowns when it comes to working with women, as you know, there's, there's just a lot going on, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really feel like I've missed too much unless there's something out there that I haven't touched on at all, which I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a lot that I could improve upon but I just don't know about it yet, I guess. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a good problem to have, you know, <laughs> I know I hope, there's I nothing hope. wrong with saying, no, I think we've got all of our bases covered. That's, this is great. I mean, this is the world we want to live in. Um, Dan and I sometimes get on soapboxes because it's hard to find hunting boots. Sometimes it's hard to find hunting clothes that actually fit real people. Um, but it's awesome that you've been able to seek out uh, partnerships and support within the community to, to get over some of those hurdles and humps that, that um, females often find within, within the hunting world. So that's exciting. Well, you know, one thing is, I think we're lucky in that we're doing a, a dove hunt in the summertime. So there's not going to be a lot of hunting clothes going on there. There's going to be a t-shirt and some, probably some shorts and a hunting vest and some caps. 
and sunscreen, right? And sunscreen, lots of sunscreen. These are problems, Tana, and I don't have. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about, you know, um, getting all these women um, un until we go to the javelina hunt. And javelina, you know, you don't have to be as camoed out for javelina as you do like deer um, or turkey or something like that. If, if we were doing rifle hunts or something like that, it would be a lot more complicated. And then I'd be better, I'd be able to answer your question differently than I am right now. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, and that, that's so smart of you to plan things that way too. We've kind of experienced the same thing as far as getting folks into introductory programs that don't require as much from the gear standpoint and don't mm -hmm. have as many barriers because even as far as continued participation, that helps as well. So Catherine, I have one last question for you before we wrap up. And that is what advice do you have to the ladies in our She Goes Outdoors network that want to be you someday? They want to take programs and take information that they learn from the She Goes Outdoors family or other places in the conservation community and bring that back to their families, to their organizations, to their community groups. Um, what advice do you have? Utilize your community um, because your community wants to help and um, they're a great resource um, and utilize your your outdoor clubs in your town because they're another group that wants to help and they're very open, especially to women and helping women get out there. I think that is the biggest, the, big, the, the best advice I have is to just get out there and talk to people and ask. Um, all they can do is tell you no, but when you get that one yes, it motivates you so much to keep going forward, and uh, it's really exciting. What a way to wrap up the conversation, Catherine. Um, you are certainly an inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to visit with us this morning. I know it was rapid fire. We could certainly talk to you all day. Um, if you're ever interested in joining us for a webinar or anything like that and jumping on the Facebook page and doing a live, we would love to work with you and learn more from you and about your program. So thank you again. And thank you to the Arizona Game and Fish and all the other partners and groups that support you and your group of gals to get in the outdoors. Well, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. She Goes Outdoors listeners, please, please, please be sure to follow the She Goes Outdoors Facebook page for any updates about our program and the adventures of the She Goes Outdoors team and extended family. That means you all. So, as always, be sure to remember to subscribe as well to get updates about our newest episodes, like, rate us, share us with your friends, etc., Thank you all again, too, for being so flexible. You guys know that we're in the midst of running between meetings. Um, some of us are wrangling kids, everything that's going on in life, and, of course, B.O.W. this time of year. So um, we thank you, as always, for your patience when the episode release schedule gets a little wonky. Uh, you guys are the most wonderful and supportive group. So thank you again to Catherine, and we can't wait to see you all outdoors. Outdoors.